Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Um, we are in a series called Stronger, and I believe that we have come through this season stronger. We- Our whole thought about this uh, series is that we wanted to talk about some people in the Bible Mm -hmm. that came out, come on, that that met adversity, that met hardship, Mm -hmm. and came out on the other side. And so I know that you see my wife here with me, and listen, we thought we would take this live stream service to the next (laughs) level. You know what I'm saying? We're getting better every week. So the, the team was like, what can we do to make it better? And they all said, bring in. Katie. And so that's what we're doing. We're making it better. So uh, I'm so excited that my wife is here with us. And we're, together we're going to unpack yeah. this, this character, this story of Esther. Before we do, I just want to say this. You guys are doing great. Yeah. Come on, listen. As a body, as a church. Listen, 11 weeks ago, all of this was totally different. Our lives, the way we lived it. Mm-hmm. And while I do think that the data is showing us that every week it's getting better. Right. I want to say that you have overcome so much already with the way your mm-hmm. schedule runs, with the way that you've just conducted your life yeah. and made pivots and changes. Come on, let's honor you today. Yes, Come on, clap for yourself job. in the house. Do good. <laughs> Listen, you're doing so good. Also, I want to remind you that that God is still actively right. present. Someone asked me the other day, they said, Pastor, what is the one thing that you've learned from the quarantine? And, and I had to take a moment and think about it. But I really do believe that the thing that I am taking away from this virus, this quarantine, yeah. is that we've got to pause and we've got to praise. And in fact, I've talked about that in our earlier sermons. But it's true. Listen, with the inundation of all that's going yeah. on, It's very easy for us to focus on the negative, focus on the issue, focus on all of the bad things when we still got some good things that we can focus on. Come on, listen. And even in a time when it is scary, God, listen to this, still wants us to be content. It's true. And I think that he deserves our praise. So just give in your living room right now. Let's just tell God how good he is right now. Come on, come on. Lord, we thank you. He's provided for us. He sustained us. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, we need to make sure that we remember that, not only occasionally, but all the time. Uh, We need him because the bottom line is, is that we face circumstances all the time that we can't control the outcome. Right. We're not really sure what's going to happen in the end, Mm -hmm. but it requires us to live courageously. And so those moments can be scary. They can be dark. They can be uncertain. But we are able to make a choice and live courageously. That's it. And so I know in my own life, I've had many moments that have required that courage from me. And I know one thing, I was not born with courage. Right, <laughs> you know, right, I right, think that right. I have to choose that in those moments. And there's been times that have been really hard times in life, but I actually want to choose a yeah, light yeah. Story yeah, we're gonna keep right it light. Now. Come on, with a little light, a little fun. <laughs> that I had to choose courage, and it was the first time I ever killed a wasp. 
And now I hate wasps, always have been so afraid of them since I was a little girl. And I was a Brook Hill Ranch summer camp senior counselor. And one Monday I had, was greeting all the parents and the campers moving into my ca- cabin. And it's an exciting day. It's always a fresh start to the week. And sure enough, a parent comes to ask me or tell me that there is a wasp at her child's bunk. Ooh. And I remember okay. thinking. It's getting real. Oh, I'm the one that is supposed to do something about that. But I really wanted to just tell her, okay, then go kill it. It's your child. Don't you want to protect her? Where you at, Mom? (laughs) But I knew that my job was to make her feel really confident that I was going to take care of her child. And so here I am. Everything in my mind is screaming, run. And I have never killed a wasp before. I've always ran. And here I go. Okay, so you're in your 20s and you've never killed a wasp? It's true. Okay. I've always ran. So <laughs> I get my shoe. I calmly go to the bunk, and I have to prove myself. There's parents everywhere and cat campers everywhere. And I was able to go kill that wasp and show that wasp who was boss, and uh, life was better because of it. Listen, okay, this is totally funny. We're going to actually post this picture on my Instagram after the service. But as she's, we were coming in here to the building this morning to get ready to film this. <laughs> and right above her head, walking through the hallway, was a wasp. And I was like, go, girl, get it. And she was like, no, you get it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it was funny. I did kill it. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I think that for all of us, it's important to know that Katie had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Esther had to make a decision. Yeah. And then even in our own lives, If we're going to live courageously, we're going to have to make a decision. Like Katie said, nobody's born with courage. Courage isn't a talent. It's a decision, and it has to be developed. You know, I think for all of us, we want to continually make courageous steps. Because here's the thing, is life is one adventure after another. And sometimes there are incredible days. And sometimes there are hard days. But in every day, come on, we respond to adversity with courage. That's right. You know what? The bottom line is, is that we're talking about a courage that's based on the word of God and the truth that we see in the word, not our feelings. Because if we wait for our feelings, we won't step and be courageous. Oh, it'll be scary. And so I want to share this verse from Romans in our reading plan this week, from Romans 8, 37 through 39. And it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate us. Our assignment today is to live courageously. And because of this kind of love that he provides, we're able to do that. That's right. We're we're going to unpack for the next couple minutes, the story of Esther. Now the book of Esther is an incredible story. And here's why. Because God isn't mentioned one time, listen, in the whole book of Esther, yet we see him in the background moving, and the whole book of Esther is about God's providence. Mm -hmm. Like God is working, listen, even when we don't see him, even when we don't feel him, God is moving to orchestrate where he wants us to come on to be. And so I want to break down this story real quick. The story starts with a huge party, okay? And King Azarus 
is getting his party on, and, and this dude is an unstable king. He is always intoxicated. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and this dude throws a party. Come on, you know. And, party and, and, all parties. And, and the truth is, listen to this. He's on a seven-day party, right? And on the seventh day, he calls his wife in, and he says that, that, hey, I want you to parade yourself around the party, and I want to sh you to show your beauty to everybody who's in this party. And she says, no. Right. She uh, had a backbone. She had a backbone. She, <laughs> she was like, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> and he was like, fine, I'm going to remove you. He divorces her. He strips her of her title, yeah. and he chooses, come on, listen, a new wife. And I, and I think that that as we begin to unpack this, uh, something is beginning to happen. A okay. narrative is beginning to form. And a little bit of the backstory is that Esther is an orphan. She's a Jew that was in Persia from the uh, you know the slavery moment. Exile, and so, yeah. Exile. And so she's an orphan. She's taken in by her cousin Mordecai to raise. And basically she gets chosen for this Persian bachelorette. Come on. And not only does she get chosen, but she's given the rose. And so you can even imagine how unexpected that moment was for her, for this really unknown young girl to be chosen for this moment. So the Bible records that Esther was beautiful, but what distinguished her was favor and grace. So read with me in Esther 2.17. that says, the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And so this kind of woman, I believe, just stood out. Esther was no ordinary person. Right. Yes, she was physically beautiful. Right. And she, people, uh, you know, noticed her. But the thing is, is I have to believe that she wasn't complaining. She wasn't gossiping. She wasn't Stop. Okay, get ready. Get ready. Let's, jealous. Like, 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 I mean, let, let's put this in perspective. Yeah. All of the eligible women in the kingdom... Come to meet with the king. Now, this is a big deal. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've read the story, but they went through like 10 months of cleaning and, and baths and like spices. I mean, It's like the never-ending spa day. Oh, my God. <laughs> girl, girl awesome. let me tell you something. I'm so glad. That there are times when I'm like, are you done yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> like 10 months of getting it right. Right. And they all come before the king. And, and Esther stands out. And I think for for us as a church, listen, we're we're not a competitive entity to any other church. Yeah. But I want there to be something different about the house people where we stand out. Yeah. About our staff, I, I'm 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 hoping mm -hmm. that people see some some honor and purity and character, right. and that we we stand out. Uh, not that we're better than, no. but that there is a grace and a favor. Come on, yes. on our life. And this story teaches us. Listen that. If you begin to mm -hmm. to honor and, and keep some of these characteristics that Esther shows, and we're going to talk about those right. here in just a little bit, that I believe grace and favor will be on your life. Yes. And here's what will happen. Doors will open for you that really you don't even have the resume for. Right. I mean, this is an orphan girl who turns into the queen. 
it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. I think for all of us, it is crazy to see how God is moving in the background. And here is a point that I want to give you from this story. Sometimes opportunity doesn't look and feel like opportunity. Yeah. You know, you may be in the season right now, and with all of this virus and the coronavirus and all the stuff that we're dealing with, we may be, listen to this church, we may be in an opportunity That's that right. doesn't even feel like an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, how do you think Esther felt when she was told, she wasn't asked, she was told, you are going to be in this beauty pageant. And we are going to assess you. I mean, what if she wanted to just stay with Mordecai? She was with Mordecai. She was a part of his family. She was doing life with them. And here she had to make a pivot, an adjustment. And here's what we find out is that God is actually, listen to this, setting her up. And what doesn't feel like an opportunity is actually an incredible opportunity, not only to benefit her, but to save, come on, his people. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that God's role for Esther in this story was key. You know, she wasn't the one who got to make the decision, but she was the one that got to influence this very worldly king. And she was placed in the palace to do that very thing. But she had the choice to be able to either take the responsibility or to just enjoy the benefits of her new title. It would have been easy to say, hey, you know what? Self-preservation is king right now. Let I'm me the, just I'm save the queen. myself. Let me tell you something. Uh, you know, she could have been easily been overwhelmed. She didn't ask for it. She was over, you know, she could have said, this is way too big for me. or I don't deserve this. But instead, she took on this responsibility to save her people and did it wisely. And she she, she stepped with confidence and, yeah. and, and courage. Listen. For us to be courageous, what is the next step that you kind of feel in your spirit, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, yeah. God's talking to you, but you feel like you're unqualified. You don't feel like 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 my past and my background and, and what's going on in me. I don't know if I can uh, step to that next level. Yeah. And, and here is what I want you to know. We begin to see Esther's courage because we get to read the whole story. So we know that there was a bad guy, right? There's yeah, a villain. A really in every, in every story, there's a villain. Come on. And this is worse than the Wicked Witch or Gollum or whoever. Like, that, like this is a bad guy. And, and I think that when she begins to understand the evilness in Haman, mm-hmm. I mean, here was a guy that was in second of, in command of all of the kingdom. Yeah. And he had the king's ear. And he actually begins to man, manipulate the king. Mm-hmm. And the king signs a decree saying that on this certain day in the future, all the Jews in that area and territory can be attacked and be killed. Wow. Okay? Now, Esther is a Jew. Yeah. Mordecai, her uncle who adopted her, is a Jew. And she begins to hear about all this. Mordecai hears about this plot to annihilate the Jewish people. And he goes to Esther and he challenges her to act. Man, you know what? It's so important for us to even just put Haman in those views of the villains that we know of. That's like an Adolf Hitler. Yeah, you're talking about the worst of the worst kind of historical character. That's Haman. He was so evil. And I got to admit, I've got to think of Esther and how... uh, 
overwhelming that may have felt to come against him and think, how do I figure out oh, how to, you know, use this moment? I mean, Haman to- was so bad that when he, that there was a decree issued that when he walked in, you had to bow to him. Talk about an ego trip. Ego. Come on. And so this was, how does an orphan girl come into a situation and this guy is so cunning, so evil, so deceptive. Mm -hmm. And and, and I believe because of her little steps of courage. Right. It turned the whole nation. Mm -hmm. It turned the kingdom. Yeah. And it preserved God's people. Let's look at Esther 4, 14 through 16. It says, For if you keep silent at this time, this is Mordecai talking, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, Mm. but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. For such a time. He's not sugarcoating it. He's like, you were born for this. Wow. And so then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, "Uh, go, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa. Hold a fast on my behalf about and, to fast. and do about not to pray. eat or drink for three days, nights, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. Now, and if I perish, I perish. So, so I don't. I want you to hear, hear that. Here is this um, uh, girl mm-hmm. who doesn't know about nobility. It's She's true. gone through a ten-month crash course. Yeah. Does that make sense? And now. She understands that it is totally against the law Mm -hmm. to approach the king, but she is willing to do that. And the thing is, is that she didn't really know what was going to happen. She knew that she was going to have to either stay quiet Mm -hmm. and hope that nobody found out that she was a Jew, or she was going to have to really deny some of the comfort she knew she could have and go save the Jews. So the fear of the unknown was real, but she said, hey, this is not going to cripple me. This Mm. is not going to make me bow down, and this is not going to consume me. That's right. I am going to walk into this moment. And so I I guess for you, let's pivot to to us. Like like what is a moment that you feel like is is crippling you right now? What, Mm -hmm. What is a moment that's consuming you right now? What conversation are you cowering back from that really you need to step into? Wow. Um... I think that I love the line, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. I feel like that's like an 80 movies, like action movie line, like the t- Terminator. Yeah. It's like, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I, I, I watched The Expendables the other night, and it was like, I felt like in the whole movie, it was like one cheesy line after, after the other. Another. Come on. And I feel like, if I perish, I dun, dun, dun. Right. You know, it's like that, yes. it's like that moment. And, and, you know, what is... Uh, admirable about that mm-hmm. is that that is not the society we live in. No, it's not common. It, it's not common. And I think w- w- I'm so excited about our body because I see that. I see that character. And, and I think that it is admirable for people to see people who will do the right thing. Yeah. No matter the cost. Man, that is good. Like, you know, like I'm, we're going to do the right thing, yeah. even if it costs us some money. Come on. Even if I don't get that much money back on taxes. Even if, come on, somebody, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Like I'm going to do yeah. the right thing because it's the right thing. That's right. And the thing is, is she says this, if I perish, I perish. And then she goes straight into requesting a meeting for the ki- to the king. And so she knew that she knew. no woman was allowed to approach the king and no person was able to request a meeting without being called to. And so if he didn't put out his scepter 
and say, come to me, that means she was instantly going to die. They were going to kill her because that was the punishment. Mm. So this was a huge step of faith and courage on her part to say, God, if I perish, I perish. It's the real thing. Mm. I'm putting action to my words. So, you know, we all face apprehension. We're all going to face those times that are dark and scary and full of fear and and, and just plain out intimidating. You know, I I don't think that um, courage means you're not afraid. It's true. I really think that courage means that you're going to do what's necessary even though you still feel afraid. That's right. You're going to press on even though you feel afraid. Right, yeah. You know, we're we're never going to get to the place where uh, things don't scare us or or there aren't moments where it's dark or scary or intimidating. And and you may be facing something right now that's super um, overwhelming. Right. But I'm telling you that you step in courage in in those seasons, mm-hmm. even when you feel like you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, because of Hes- Esther's actions. Now think about this. Haman is killed. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Haman is killed. His family is destroyed. Yeah. So his family wants to destroy all the Jews. Uh, the kingdom is stable. Yeah. And God's people are safe. Right. And not only that, like... It- do you know who gets Haman's house? Okay, let, 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 let's read Let's read it. Let's read Read, read that okay, verse. Okay, Esther 8, 7. The, then King Ahasuerus said to King, Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because mm. he intended to lay hands on the Jews. We lay hands on my people, y'all. Now, stop. Listen, I can preach this right now. Listen, touch not thy anointed. Here's the thing. Right. If you are a covenant, come on, if you're in covenant, yes. look at me. You're a son. You're a daughter. Yes. You're going to win. You're going to come through. Listen, I'm just telling you, don't be laying hands on my people. <laughs> I love this. Yes. I love this. Just like what Katie said, do you see what verse we just read? Haman was hung. Okay? Haman made Mm -hmm. that gallow for Mordecai. He wanted to kill Mordecai. Listen, what the enemy has used to destroy you... God is going to turn it around. You better not let me preach this. Here's what I'm telling you is is that when it looks like all is lost... Right. It's not. It's true. It's not. Esther gets his house. Esther gets Haman's house. I love that. Here is an orphan who has no home, and she takes the home of the one second in charge. It's true. And then Mordecai gets promoted. So instead of him being hung like uh, Haman had wanted him right, to, right. he gets promoted in the king's court. And not only that, but the Jewish people get permission. So, so the edict, the decree had already gone out. Mm -hmm. Everybody was going to fight the Jewish people. So after Haman's gone, the king begins to talk to Mordecai and Esther. And he, it comes to find out that the king cannot rescind a decree. So he makes another one. And he says that here's the decree. All of the Jewish people can fight to the death to win and fight all of those who want to destroy them. And so a huge war happens and uh, the Jewish people win. And it's, it's amazing how Esther and Mordecai was able to write the narrative of what was going to happen for the people in that moment. Mm. And so God just totally 
flip the switch flip. in this time and really hashtag win for God and his people. So you know what? The three things that I think that really stands out in Esther's life that we want to talk about today is that, you know, she lived courageously. But the number one thing is, is she surrounded herself with people who challenged her. That's right. Listen, can I, can I just say this to you? Um, especially at the house. We, we have a lot of things that we value, but we want everybody who comes in to, to the house and is mm -hmm. around this community, we want you to be known. Yeah. We want you to be loved, and we want you to be challenged. And the truth of the matter is, I am who I am today mm -hmm. because some of the challenging conversations Absolutely. in my life. Listen, I remember being in my 20s and a pastor sitting me down and saying, hey, listen, um, you have so much passion and you have so much energy but you're going to have to slow down some, you know, and, and that was right after I had uh, wrecked a van. Uh, and, and so. A church van. I, hey, come on. <laughs> what, what, why, like, we on TV. Well, hey, man, listen. Tell your story. Listen, I'm just saying that, that there have been countless times in my life that I grew to another level mm -hmm. because of challenge. Well, and when I look over my life and see God's obvious hand and orchestration of my steps, right. I mean, from a very young age, I had people in my life that I know God placed. That's right. That were pivotal in either changing the course of the direction I went or correcting me. I remember when my parents got a divorce, my youth pastor stepped in and helped me navigate that moment that was really hard and helped me overcome and often corrected me. But even as years went by, there were continual voices. And even as a mom, I mean, man, some of the moms, the older moms who would come in and like help me, encourage me, and then even tell me, you know, hey, do this different or do this this way, it'll help. Man, I can't imagine where I would have ended up mm. without those challenging voices. See, see, here's the thing. When we say correction, I know it, it feels oppressive. Yeah. It, it, it feels heavy. But the truth of the matter is the Bible teaches us that God corrects those that he loves. That's good. And correction, listen, is not rejection. It's not. Now, uh, I think there's a big difference between a critic and a coach. Right. A, a, a critic is only going to tell you what you're bad at. And the end of the conversation is you don't measure up. Yeah. A coach, uh, our son is uh, getting coached in some basketball. And every time my son jumps, uh, when someone's shooting, the coach says, don't jump. <laughs> don't jump. Like it's over. It's repetitive. And, and Trevor doesn't get frustrated right. and beat down because he, know the, he knows that the coach, come on, listen, is wanting to make him Better. better absolutely better and and for us I, I just feel like a lot of people surround themselves with a lot of yes people mm -hmm. like oh, I just don't need drama I just need you know I'm just, I just need a, a peaceful life and I just don't need anybody just telling me that I need to do something any different and, and and I would just challenge you here is Esther mm -hmm. she she rises to the stature of queen yeah but she's still teachable yeah. Like Mordecai still has influence. When she went, before she was picked as queen, the Enoch's told her how to conduct herself. Yeah. And the Bible says that she listened to every word they said. Can I tell you this? Yeah. That one of the things that we see that causes Esther to live courageously yeah. is she surrounds herself with people 
who challenge her. She had a listening ear, and that set her up for mm. success. And I do believe that one of the things that we can remember is that when we hear input from others, we can always go to the Lord and say, what part of this Absolutely. do I need to add to my life and hear? Because the bottom line is our first fleshly response is not always, yay, thanks for telling yeah. me. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I need to be better. You know. I think that it's really important for us to connect with the Lord in those moments and really take what he's trying to say from that. Because I think that, listen, Teachable people get to achieve more mm -hmm. than talented people. It's true because teachability produces character. Mm. It's like character is built through those times that people are able to speak into our lives. And the bottom line is, is talent cannot take you as far as character can. Man, that's good. The second point is Esther teaches us be prepared to make sacrifices. Yeah. Come on, listen. If you want to get there, you're going to have to make some, I know, I know, I know, sacrifices. Yeah. And I think sometimes we pick comfort it's over true. obedience. Yeah. We pick safety mm -hmm. over sacrifice. Why don't you speak to that just yeah, real quick? Yeah, I mean, we want the easy way. But the bottom line is, is as Christians, we've got to get tough. And mm. we've got to be able to do the hard thing just as much as we do get to enjoy all of the benefits that we have in Christ. So, you know, it's easy, I think, to, to fall back on right. the, almost like a crutch of like, I don't have a peace about that, right. which I believe in the peace of God. And it's important to carry that peace. But just like Jesus in the boat, when the storm was going on, he had all of his disciples like on everybody the was boat, freaking out. and he was sleeping. He had perfect peace. And all the disciples are thinking they're going to die. But he got to teach them the lesson of like, listen, I'm with you. These waves are not going to kill you, and I am going to give you peace even though it doesn't make sense. And so I think that when we make decisions on whether we're going to obey or not or make the sacrifice or not, we really have to ask the Lord, like, are you wanting me to step into this uncomfortable situation or this scary situation or, or not? Right, and I think this, in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, I want to talk a little bit about what Jesus said. He said, if any of you come after me, let him deny himself. Look at this. Yeah. Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. God did not save you, listen to this, mm -hmm. for you to have comfort. That's true. You're going to need to step courageously your whole life. Yeah. Listen, to acknowledge that you're a sinner and that you need to be saved by grace mm -hmm. takes courage. For you to jump into the Bible knowing that maybe all of my thoughts aren't enough yeah. and I need to reprogram my mind to yeah. think his thoughts is going to be a step of courage. To pray in a room by yourself as you begin to pour out all of your concerns to the Lord is mm -hmm. going to take courage to be filled with the Holy Spirit and allow that power to move through you yeah. where you can actually walk across the room and be mm -hmm. missional is going to take courage. And I believe many of you may be the ones who you're thinking, I am making all those sacrifices. Maybe in your marriage, you're thinking, I'm making all these sacrifices, and you're questioning whether it's going to be worth it or not. Or maybe in parenting. We all know parenting is hard work. You know, you're sacrificing. You're like, is this worth it? You know, but the thing is, I believe that God wants you to know today that your sacrifices are worth it. If That's you're right. leading right now in this time, and it's you're worth like, it. how am I going to turn all this around? Around, it's worth it. That's right. You are the mom and dad they need. Yes. 
You are the employer. Your, your employer may come to you and say, okay, Arkansas is reopening at this percentage, and you're going to have to fix it, and you're going to have to get us back in, uh, uh, in profit. You're going to have to take all of this problem, and we're going to have to make some Whatever it is, yeah. you may be really tasked to solve a problem that you feel like is beyond you. It's true. And I am telling you that the sacrifices are worth it, and sometimes you got to step even when yeah. it feels like it may cost you something. And it's easy to, I mean, it's really important to remember, point three, is understanding the way it looks right now can change. You know, mm. that's exactly what Mordecai told Th Esther. That's a huge thought. Now, now, now I want to just come back to that. Yeah. The whole story of Esther is the way it looks right now can change. This, this story starts off with a party celebrating the king and ends with a party celebrating God's people. Come on, that's awesome. Listen, it, it can change. Right now, your situation, yeah. what's going on with this virus? What's going on with sickness? We believe that there is a supernatural power, come on, and the way it looks isn't the way it has to stay. Right, and that's why we are hosting May We Pray this month. And tonight at 8 o'clock online, you can participate with us. And we're mm. asking you to do that. Don't just scroll through and be like, oh, that's nice. The church is praying. Go ahead and stop. Stop. Click on it. Join in with us and pray because we believe that prayer works that's, come and on. can change our circumstances and our situation. And so that's what we're going to do tonight at 8 o'clock. We are going to come together and say, just like Esther, she chose that responsibility. I'm going to fast. I'm going to yes, yeah, that's right. We're going to pray and seek God and see the situation mm. change. Listen, listen, listen. We're, tonight, when we go online, we're not trying to entertain you. Right. We don't want you to watch us and go, oh, that's cute. I have something else to do. I'm calling some prayer warriors mm -hmm. together. I'm calling some people that want to want God to move in northwest Arkansas. Right. I want us to all agree that the sovereign hand of God began to hit where mm -hmm. we're at, and it changed. That's right. It changed. It looked like this, but here yes. is what happened. And so here's the deal. Specifically in your area, listen, addiction doesn't have to win. That's right. Insecurity doesn't have to be the loudest voice. Anger does not have to destroy the relationships that God has given you. Fear doesn't have to hold you back. What I'm telling you is the way it looks can change. That's right. Absolutely. And as, you know, we look at Esther, we can see the type and shadow of Jesus. You know, Esther was an orphan mm -hmm. and was raised by Mordecai. And Joseph raised Jesus as his own son. Come on. So there is a type and shadow there. The next one is, is that we have to look at is that God, as a father, wants to adopt us as his sons and daughters. And that is really good news because we are able to come into the family of God because God loves us so much. It adds value to the value you already have. It yes. gives a title to it. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I may have blown it last week, but I'm in covenant. And what God teaches us is while the children of Israel are in exile, mm -hmm. and even the story of Esther, there's not a lot of moral awesome choices. There's right. a lot of compromise in Esther. But here's what it says, that God is committed to his people. Yeah. 
Come on. And the thing is, is the fact that that brings us definition to our value and to the purpose that God has for us. But the next type and shadow I want to point out is that Esther put her position of royalty on the line to save her people. Listen, listen to this. Yes. That's awesome. And so Jesus did the same thing. He put Surrendered. his position from heaven, surrendered it, and said, I'm going to save humanity instead of enjoying the benefits of my royal position. Listen, listen. Jesus rescued humanity. Mm -hmm. Amen. He surrendered heaven, authority, mm -hmm. power to come to earth, to take our sins, yes. to die on a cross, and to overcome death. And there is nothing that you have done that would stop the grace of God on your life. Mm -hmm. See, I believe that while you may be moving as far as you can away from God, yeah. God is moving as quickly as he can to you. Right now, would you surrender, come on, your life to Jesus? Maybe you're saved and you're really battling some stuff this week. Maybe uh, there's a, uh, a conversation you need to have. Maybe there's a compromise in your life mm -hmm. that you know you need to take a step of courage in. We want to have two prayers as we end today. Mm -hmm. First is an invitation to the family. Come on, be a son. Be a daughter. Today, you, you're, you can be in this family. Yes. And the second is, we want you to take a step of courage. And if you're here today, we want you to start right here, right now. And will you surrender your heart to the Lord? Like, take a posture. Maybe you're in your room. Just kneel right there where you're at. Maybe you're in the living room. Come on, let's quiet down the noise. I know the kids are moving, and, and it's harder to do church in the house. But, but, but let's just take a moment. Mm -hmm. And if you need to stop this, if you need to back it up, but I want to pray with you. And would you pray this prayer with me right now? Say it out loud wherever you're at. Dear Jesus, today I make the choice to surrender my pride my sin, and my past. I need your help. I need your saving grace to give me the courage to live differently. By faith, I receive you, Jesus, as the one to rescue me from my sins. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. And next, we're going to pray for those whom are watching that are in that situation that you're being required to make a choice to live courageously. Maybe you're faced with a question or a decision that you're just not sure about. Right. And I want to pray with you and for you right now. Lord, I just thank you for those on the watching that are facing a decision or are facing a choice of whether they are going to live courageously. I know, Lord God, that you helped Esther do this. So we're asking you to help us live courageously. God, we just also also ask for wisdom to know what to do mm. in the situations that we're making decisions of. Lord God, we know that you care about little things and big things, and we invite you to be a part yes, of Lord. this decision in Jesus' name. Listen, Amen. listen, if you pray this prayer with us, if you receive ministry, we want to hear about it. Yes. Drop in a comment. Drop in a message. Listen, we read all of our messages. Lastly, if you pray to prayer of salvation mm -hmm. or you really receive some ministry, we want you to do something real quick. We want you to text the word stronger because we believe we're getting stronger. Yes. We want you to text stronger to 94,000. And I believe that your overcoming life is ahead of you, and I believe good things are in front of you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. We love you. We'll see you at 8 o'clock. Tonight. May we pray. Let's go.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.